worship you, Lord. From here to your throne of grace, we sprinkle your blood that was shed for us so that we can receive mercy today, help, and grace in time of need. I pray today, Lord, that there is a clear portal from here to your throne where we can get fed and be full. Because today, Lord, we come not only to be free, not only to be restored, but to get food from heaven. I pray for the true manna that you have prepared for us each day to fall in our hearts so we can be edified today, we can be encouraged, and we can be strengthened to know how to walk with you. Thank you, Jesus. I pray this prayer, Lord, over all of us. We come to get a food that will allow us to be full on what you prepared for us. We love you, Jesus. You were the meaning of life. And I pray, Lord, today that you teach us in how we can better ourselves to walk with you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. How are we all today? Amen. Who's ready for today? We're ready? Uh, sleeping or? We're ready? Amen. We ready today? Yes. <laughs> I actually have a lot to share. But I'll probably continue this message maybe next week, I'm not sure. But the Holy Spirit gave me direction, thank God. So, So I'd like to share something with you here. I chose this photo because it's very deep, right? Um, to get saved by the Lord Jesus, it's the easy part, right? Yes? To get saved is easy. To receive Him, it's easy. All you have to do is repent and He comes into your life. Right? Unfortunately, uh, people stay there. A lot of people stay there. The Holy Spirit took me this direction today to give you a to give you a picture of the, how the process of God looks like. 
How many people are hungry for the process here? So, I'd like to challenge some people here. Who likes when I challenge people? Last time I'd done it, I had probably a hundred responses until someone gave the right answer. So let's uh, challenge a few people here. Today I'm speaking about how to grow in the will of God. Can someone tell me in one word? <laughs> Can someone tell me in one word? What is one of the greatest ways that I can grow in God? Uh, so hang on a second. <laughs> Pastor Tony's got the microphone. He'll be going through to. <laughs> it's good, right? Uh, so. Who screamed out? <laughs> so in one word, in one word, so whoever I told this um, answer to, please don't put your hands up. So in one word, when it comes to growing in the will of God, what? <laughs> so, <I'm sorry>. <laughs> 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 so Amy said relationship, okay. Reading his word. Uh, so I've got a microphone. Because the people online want to hear as well. Obedience. So for all the people online, you can have a go now, right away, and go for it. Obedience. Imitate Jesus, obedience. So when it comes to growing in the will of God, what is one major principle of what Jesus wants us to focus on? Love, process. process, so past time is on the runner. <laughs> Who's next? Is this on? To imitate Christ. I can't hear. Imitate Christ. Imitate Christ. Imitate Christ, come on. Everyone's quiet now. What's that, sorry? Can't hear. Water. water. Imitate Christ with water. <laughs> <laughs> so, baptism. You talking about baptism? Water. Persistence. Fellowship. So, when it comes to the will of God, there is scriptures that tells you how you are to grow. Okay, grace. Surrender. I always ask. I always <laughs> surrender. Grace. Persistence. They already said that. Trans transformation. What's that, sir? Transformation. Transformation. Obey. They already said that. Get out. Are we listening? Like when you say. <laughs> Anyone else? So when it comes to... Uh, so are you googling it? 
<laughs> so when it comes to growing in the will of God, what do you believe is one major principle that Jesus wants you to focus on? Becky, then put your hand up. She wrote my notes. She wrote my notes on the computer. <laughs> wow, disappointing. Disappointing. Foundation. What's that, sorry? Prayer. Yeah. They really said that. Five times they said that. <laughs> five times they said that already. Solomon they said obedience five times, relationship five times. They already said that. We got a winner here. Winner? Forgiveness? No. <laughs> I'll take five more answers, that's it. Faith? No. There's no more words left in the Bible. <laughs> I'll look at the notes. <laughs> no, where's AJ? What about your heart? What's that, sir? Your heart. No. It's 15 times. You're <laughs> Okay, we're done? Settled? We're settled? Closing the closing? Closing. Okay. So we're talking about growing here. And we're speaking about the will of God. Right? You remember when Jesus had his mother and his brothers outside? And he said, my brothers, my mother, my brothers, my sisters are those who do the will of God and obey it. Yes, Mark 3, I think Mark 3, 35. Forget it up. So I love people who tell me they are, they are Jesus' cousin or they're relatives with, with those people who are there. Not starting any trouble, but... So it says here, For whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. So, God is looking for such believers as that. So, when we talk about the will of God, we have a responsibility to grow. Now, the dangers is this danger that no one knows the actual answer, which is very simple. And I'm not attacking people, but I am attacking people. <laughs> Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. Yeah, I know you're going to say, of course you're going to say that. <laughs> Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. The Son of God Himself had to go through that process to grow in wisdom and stature. So when we speak about the will of God, when we speak about the will of God, <laughs> we have a responsibility what is wisdom? How is it produced inside of us? Because James talks about, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God, for he gives without fault finding or measure. Right? But here, he's talking about growing in wisdom. So is it something you wake up with and that's it, you're wise? No, it's deeper than that. And today I'm going to speak about it. 
I'm going to speak about it to show you the area that God wants us to focus on. Are we ready? Let's go quickly. Uh, we'll go quickly to John chapter 6, verse 37 to 40. I'll just, there's a lot of scriptures here, but I, I want to give food for the wisdom. And here we read, okay, and that the Father gives me, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come to do, for I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Now the will of him who sent him, one of the areas that God the Father had to focus on for Jesus was to grow in wisdom. And wait until you see the meaning or the opposite of wisdom and why so many people uh, in an area where they're lacking wisdom or they're in an area of what I'm going to speak about would answer so many questions of what you're really lacking. So he says, For I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So he's talking about a will here. Mark 3.35 speaks about my brother, my mother, my brother, my sisters are those who do the will of him and obey it. Now, he's talking about a will here. Getting saved is the easy part. Thank you, Jesus. You died for me on the cross. That's it. It's settled. But so many people struggle on how to grow. My, my greatest heartache has been that. In the times that I've done ministry, whatever, for a short period of time, however you want to look at it, my struggle is to connect with people and how to grow. That's been my biggest struggle. Because I come to open up the flaws or the cracks or the dust in their heart, and we are so sensitive. Very sensitive. If I can say it like that, sensitive. Which is one of the greatest hidden prides in us. Let me keep going. Next scripture. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that, all, that of all he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise him up at the last day. Now the will of the Father was that he lost no one. That is the, f the beginning and the greatest will of the Father that he loses no one. Can I say it like this? So many are lost because they lack wisdom. Because the opposite of wisdom, you know what it is? It's folly or foolishness that leads you to actual sin. That leads you to pride. You know that? You know the whole book of Proverbs? It tells you, Proverbs 9, I'm going to go there. But Proverbs 9 tells you a whole chapter of wisdom, then it tells you a whole chapter of folly or foolishness. The opposite of uh, wisdom is foolishness. And what leads to foolishness is pride. And pride becomes your downfall. That allows you, unfortunately, to rebel. Where your destiny doesn't look good. It's true. 
So you're going to see here why God wants us to focus on wisdom. One of the greatest wills of God is for you to focus on wisdom. Now, when I first got saved, I believed that the greatest will of God was just to save people. And to go and fish for people. And there's truth behind that. But the more I come to Christ now, I see the condition of the heart is the most important. The condition of the heart is the most important. Because if you've truly worked on your heart, it will last forever. If you've truly cleansed your heart and worked on the principles that are right with God, your journey lasts forever. True? True. All right. Now, <coughs> not everyone is doing the will of God. And that's the truth. Not everyone in this room is actually doing the will of God. But I have good news for you today. You can begin today. You can actually begin today. First Peter chapter 4, verse 1 to 6. Did we pay the internet bill, Becky? (laughs) 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 In Brazil, we had better internet and we're in the bush. Okay. Now, we're going to see some deep truths. Who, who wants sound doctrine? Here, you'll see that the Holy Spirit wants to birth us on the right foundation. How many people walk with God today and they're emotional is way beyond me. They're, emo- they're emotional in their prayer, they're emotional in their walk. They haven't um, erected the right foundation for them to grow into the, cr- into the person that God has made them to be. They're so loose in the Word of God. Let's read. <clears throat> so First Peter chapter 4, verse 1 to 6. It says, Therefore, since Christ suffered in the flesh, And died for us. Now he's telling you the true meaning of why he died. Arm yourselves like warriors with the same person purpose, being willing to suffer for doing what is right and pleasing God. What did I speak about last week? Are you really what? Pleasing God. So this message actually connects with last week. Being willing to suffer for doing what is right and pleasing God. Because whoever has suffered in the flesh, being like-minded with Christ, is done with intentional sin and having stopped pleasing the world. So why did Jesus Christ die? To save you from what? Sin that belongs to the world. So 
so that he can no longer spend the rest of his natural life living for human appetites and desires, but lives for the will and purpose of God. Now some people here are still living for their own purpose and will. But today you can actually change. And that's the truth. You have hope. While you're still breathing, you have hope to change. Okay, for the time already past is more than enough for doing the unsaved Gentiles like to do. Living unrestrained as you have done in a course of shameless sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties and wanton idolatries. In connection with this, all this, they, the unbelievers, are resentful and surprised that you do not think like them, value their values, run hand in hand with them into the same excuses of dissipation and and immoral freedom. And they criticize and abuse and ridicule you and make fun of your values, but they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge and pass sentence on the living and the dead. For this is why the good news of salvation was preached in their lifetimes, even to those who are dead, that though they were judged in the flesh as men, uh, they may live in the spirit according to the will of God and purpose of God. So this is the first scripture here showing us that there are two wills you can live for. The will of man or the will of the flesh and the will of God. We see that, right? <coughs> Let's go to the meat of the scripture. We go to Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. This is where I got my teaching from. Colossians chapter 9, uh, verse 1, sorry, Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Now here, when you see Paul praying for a church or, or people, can I give some advice? Pay, pay greater attention. Because when he's praying for, for a church or a congregation to receive what he actually walked in, it's deeper than you think. But it connects with Jesus Christ himself. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. On his time on earth, that's what allowed him to be the Christ. The Bible also said that he was heard because of his godly fear. Jesus, the Son of God, was heard because of his godly fear. Now, why did Jesus do that? He's God. He doesn't need to do nothing. He done it for our own example so we can walk the same way because we are to live as Christ lived and we can do that because of the Holy Spirit that's living in us it's possible so here he's focusing on two major principles that I'm going to preach about but just the one, the wisdom look here for this reason we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you now, what does it mean to cease? No, like, 
he did not cease, as in he didn't stop praying this prayer for them because he wanted them to get that. He wanted to engrave it in their minds that you cannot move forward until you uh, founded on these principles. Is this your desire? Now, what God's been given to us every week has been good. And he's erecting a good building by his grace. But is this your desire? Lord, give me. You can have a thousand needs. You can have a thousand wants. But if you focus on the very things that God wants you to focus on, the rest of it will follow. Can you understand? Everything else will follow. And I'll show you the, the prize and the reward of wisdom. Of what it was meant to design, what was it, what it was designed to actually do for you. So here it says, for this for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will. What's the knowledge of His will? In all and understanding. Now, is that your focus? Because imagine getting someone saved and they are not transformed. And they are not founded on how Christ actually lived. Naturally, they go back to their own folly ways, their foolishness. Okay, so we can understand now that the will of God or the knowledge of His will is for you to grow in wisdom. Okay, so let's have a look at this now. Let's go to... Sorry, I'll stop you right there. I'll give you a cross-reference to this. Proverbs 4.7. Can we go to Proverbs 4.7? Now look here. Where was Paul quoting from? He's quoting not from his own mind. He was quoting the Old Testament. Because he didn't even have a New Testament when he was preaching. He wrote it. So he was quoting from the Old Testament. And what is, what is one of the greatest principles? Wisdom. He says, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore, get wisdom. In all your getting, get understanding. So Colossians, he's writing from the book of Proverbs. Now, when you see that, how do you actually feel? How do you actually feel? If I was, if, if I was in your journey, I would be searching the scriptures to see how I'm going to actually please God and to see the areas he wants me to focus on, right? Is it right? How was the world formed? How was the foundation of the universe formed? The Bible says by the wisdom of God. Wisdom has many depths and many, many depths and many levels of what one person can walk in. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. This is our foundation of wisdom. Our foundation of wisdom is Jesus Christ himself. He is the wisdom of God. It's Jesus Christ. So our foundation of wisdom is Jesus Christ. So look what it says here. But of him... You are in Christ Jesus, who, beca who became for us what? Wisdom from God. 
and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That's, that's our foundation of how we begin. Jesus Christ is our wisdom that God sent for the redemption of the world. Now that's our foundation. Now we grow from that. And I'll show you how. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 5. Wisdom is produced by God's word. Now I just want to teach you how one person, what can you learn from wisdom today? You know what it tells you? Is that Bible, the Bible that's in your hand or at your home, cannot leave your hands. That's what it tells you. How much dust is on your Bible? Or, or when do you actually grab your Bible to actually have intimacy with Jesus? When I learned that the whole Word of God is all wisdom to us, it shows you how one Christian has to be disciplined to walk with God. It's true. How many people are like that with His Word? He says, day and night I meditate on your Word. Today, Christians, humbly saying this, they're... Lazy. Lazy. Uh, they're not treating their journey in the way they should. My people are destroyed because I can't tell you how disciplined a Christian has to be to walk with God in a true way. I, do you want to change? I have nothing else to say. Do you actually want to change? And you see how important hunger is. Hunger moves the heart of God because when you're hungry, you're learning. And when you're learning, you're changing. But if you open the Bible when you need something or you open the Bible to just read it for the sake of it. You'll stay the same. I read the Bible to find out how to walk with God. What you see here, it means nothing. I read the Bible to find out how to walk with God and to be approved by Him. Because there's a thousand churches. There's a thousand places you can go to. What God wants is everything about you. It's the truth. So here, wisdom, someone wants to receive wisdom from God, I ask God for wisdom. But they're not, in, they're not disciplined and haven't formed a habit to be in God's word daily. Where it's their true appetite, where they get food from it. Wisdom is not given to those types of people. To grow in wisdom is to grow in the Word of God. And that means you're, you're dominated by His Word. And can I tell you something? When you're dominated by His Word, the enemy's voice ceases, your flesh ceases, 
the world ceases. And it's true. Because the Bible says the word that I've already spoken to you is what? Makes you clean. You begin to see why you're not clean in the way that God designed you to be. Because your commitment is sluggish. So next week I'm going to get a whip. <laughs> and I'm going to start whipping people. <laughs> because how disciplined we have to be. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get away, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sharing. <laughs> because I see people, the very thing when they, when they come, the enemy's voice increases, sin increases, whatever, pride, rebellion increases, and I know they've been distant from God. Whether it's prayer or the lack of word, they're hand in hand. But, but I, can, I, can I be real with you without like tippy-toeing around you all? Like, snap out of it. This is your journey with the Lord. He doesn't want us to be like this. And it's discipline. Discipline turns into a habit. You can feel, when I start, first started to read the Bible and pray, I had thoughts to go cut the grass. I never want to cut the grass in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something? If you're going to be disciplined on something, be disciplined on the right things. Like your flesh never want to do the things of Christ. They're always in opposition. We know that. You've got to break through that cycle. You've got to break from that cycle. And let me tell you something. Like confusion. So many people are confused about what's happening in their life because they're not instructed by the word the enemy catches them off guard how many people here they're caught off guard when the enemy comes and they don't know how to defend themselves because the Bible says three times it is written it is, it is written it is written and the, and the Satan went looking for another opportune time the wisdom is birthed by the word of God and if that's not your habit on a daily basis, can I be humble with you? You will struggle. Please don't rely on this place only to get your food. I will feed you. Every day you have to be in His Word. And I said last week, some people, they get in His Word, they start with the revelation. Die to the right things. Focus on the things that need to be addressed. Now, I don't want to speak too much about this, please. Matthew seven twenty four. quickly. It talks about hearing and doing. Therefore, everyone who hears the these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. Right? Okay, now the benefits of wisdom from the Bible. Let's go to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2, verse 26. I love that book. It's inspired me in so many ways. They're, they're, they're books of what? Books of wisdom. I love it. Now, what did I preach last week? Can I make this up? 
What did I preach last week? Wisdom is only given to one who wants to please God. And the, who is the one that wants to please God? Who reads his words and puts them into practice. That's the one who pleases him. I just shared you Matthew 7, 24. Are you disciplined in this area? Because it's all connected with your spiritual walk. The amount of people that come to me, I need to and I have to and uh, enough. It's not healthy that you walk with the Lord like that. Your journey will be difficult if you be like this. To the person who pleases him, God gives what? Wisdom, knowledge, which leads to? Happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who what? Pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. So can I share something with you? Uh, some people tell me, uh, I grabbed the Bible, I don't know where to start. I don't have enough time to see how much God wants to give into my heart. When I read the Bible, I don't know like, how much food I can get. There's so much, because there's so much changing that needs to be done in me. And, and, and I'll be humble, which is what a dangerous place it is to be to read the Bible, and it's not effective for you anymore. Where you're not getting nothing from it anymore. And I always ask people, what is God doing in your life? They struggle to understand the areas, and I'm saying this humbly, not to attack anyone, please. They always struggle to understand what, where God is actually working. And I have pages and pages of what God is doing in my life. And I'm aware of so much more. Because I read it to reflect my heart. I read it to reflect my position in Christ. So wisdom is very powerful. So next scripture. Proverbs 3, verse 13 to 35. This is a big one. Wisdom is the doorway to all your blessings in God. Okay, I, 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 I want to read this one. Okay, I, I chose the Amplified. It gives a better description. There's no contradiction. Please don't try to catch me out. Proverbs 3, 13, verse 35. It said, happy, blessed, considered fortunate. Some, some people say, you're lucky, you're blessed by God. No, I just followed God's word. I just follow in his instruction. In every way, whenever I read his word, in truth, I'm always looking, does that apply to my life? And it always does. If it doesn't apply to my life, it applies to my future that I don't fall into that trap. Are we understanding? So everything is always a lesson or a guidance or a blessing. Let me read. Happy, blessed, considered, fortunate to be admired is the man 
who finds skillful and godly wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Colossians again, Colossians 1.9. And insight, learning from God's word and life's experiences. Now, can I share something with you about this? I didn't want to break this up, but I'll... Do you learn from your past experiences? The bridges that you burnt? The areas where you made mistakes? The pride that you operated in the past? Ways that you could have... Um, um, entered that place in a, in, a, in, a, in a godly manner? Do you learn from past experiences? Because that is wisdom itself. Is correcting your behavior, correcting your character, correcting your lifestyle, and actually bearing, bearing it for Christ. That's wisdom. Wisdom tells you one major word, a deep reflection. What's that mean? that I can look deeply inside my heart. Today, Christianity is very shallow. It's true. Okay. For wisdom's profit is better than the profit of silver, and her gain is better than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and nothing you can wish for compares with her in value. Long life is in her right hand. Well. In her left hand are riches and honor. Now, I didn't want to break this up because there's so much deep treasures in this one, but I'll read it all. Her way are highways of pleasantness and favor, and all her paths are peace. Just from wisdom. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy, blessed, considered fortunate to be admired is everyone who holds wisdom tightly. The Lord, I said that before, the Lord by His wisdom has founded the earth, and by His understanding He has established the heavens. By His knowledge the deeps were broken up, and the clouds drip the, with the dew. My son, or my daughter, let them not escape from your sight. What? Let them not escape. Wisdom of God. But keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life to your soul, your inner self. And a gracious ornament to your neck your outer self. Then you walk, then you walk on your way of life securely and your foot will not stumble. Well, I didn't know wisdom is that big. All the blessings come from the wisdom of God. Don't you want to know what they are? I haven't shared them yet. Don't you want to know what they are? <laughs> do not be afraid of sudden fear nor of the storm oh sorry when you lie down you will not be afraid when you lie down your sleep will be sweet what, what scripture is that from? Psalm 23 it's all connected in what David walked in 
what David. Do not be afraid of sudden fear, nor of the storm of the wicked when it comes, since you will be blameless. What does wisdom lead to? You living a life blameless with God. For the Lord will be your confidence, firm and strong, and will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Who traps you? <coughs> Satan. When you lack wisdom. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, its rightful recipients. Next one. When it is your power to do it, do not say to your neighbor, go and come back, and tomorrow I'll give it, when you have it with you. Do not devise evil against your neighbor who lives securely beside you. Next. Do not quarrel do not quarrel with a man without cause if he has done you no harm. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. He's shown you the opponent of wisdom. Can you see it? But I don't want to, I have so much to go through. Do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways. For the devious are repulsive to the Lord, but his private counsel is with the upright, those with spiritual integrity and moral courage. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked. But he blesses the home of the just and the righteous. What was the door to all of them? Wisdom of God. Though he scoffs at the scoffers and scorns the scorners, yet he gives his grace, his undeserved favor. You're making me dizzy. <laughs> yet he gives his grace, his undeserved favor to the humble, those who give up self-importance, the wise will inherit honor and glory, but dishonor and shame is conferred on fools. Now can I share something with you? The doorway to wisdom is what? Humility. Now think about that. Humility is the door to wisdom. There are many doors. One of them is humility, the other one is what? I keep going. Proverbs 24, 14, quickly. Now I'm just ramping it up to show you the value of wisdom and how much we have to chase after it. You're not going to get it all this session, but I'm just showing you the importance of wisdom in your life. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is your hope and your reward. Look what it says here. Proverbs 24, 14. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you have found it, there is a prospect and your hope will not be cut off. So what produces hope and a reward from God? Wisdom. 
Let me keep going quickly. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 12. Wisdom was designed to actually protect you. So let's say you want to uh, draw healthy boundaries where you are to be protected in your journey. Wisdom is the major key. Look what he, he shows us, how wisdom is uh, referred to like money. Can I share something with you? When you have money in your bank account, okay, what do you feel? I'm not talking about evil here now. When you have money in your bank account, one who, one who, one who has money doesn't mean he's evil. It's if he's greedy, he's evil. Secure. Yeah, secure. Security. Now, in the spiritual realm, he's showing you your greatest security is the wisdom of God. So here it says, for wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. But the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. It's very powerful. So I had to, I, I didn't want to go straight away into it. I just have to slowly introduce you to what is wisdom. I quickly say these. I feel like I don't want to backdoor my message. I have to quickly say how the Holy Spirit taught me to give this message. Now, now please just bear with me. There are conditions for wisdom. Biblical conditions of how to receive wisdom. I like to say it today. Before I get into the meat of the message. So please be patient with me. We spoke about the one who pleases God. God gives wisdom, right? There's another condition that I spoke about. Now, humility is the doorway to wisdom, right? I shared that, right? Proverbs 11, 2, did I? Yes. Yep. This one. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. Now, I hit, the, I hit a little nerve about people who are very sensitive My biggest issue to getting into people's hearts and allowing the Holy Spirit to navigate me to see the areas or, or the foolishness that's in all our hearts so I can actually help them grow. My biggest issue. Because one will think he's trying to expose me to actually look down at me or to expose me to try to catch me out. My greatest desire when the Holy Spirit lets me see the things that are inside people's heart is for one major thing, that they can escape from that. Now look here. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5. What's that? The wise will hear and increase their learning. And the person of understanding will acquire wise counsel and the skill to steer his course wisely 
and lead others to the truth. Now, now, the why is what? The opposite now. They're always defensive. They're always standoffish. I'm scared to come close because he's, he may see. But God wants to see. Not me. God wants to deliver you. God actually wants to restore you. God wants to get that away from you. It's true. But the wise what will come and say, help me to understand how to grow. You're in a healthy place when you do that in your heart. Because then you've understood God's process. But that's the greatest challenge that I've had in the journey that I have been with Christ. So much. There are people so sensitive. I can help you. That's why God put me in this place, to actually help people. But if you're sensitive, then you're defensive. And if you're defensive, you're always trying to justify your behavior. It's true. How many people? They're sensitive, they're defensive. I move back. When you're ready, we start again. <laughs> many here. <laughs> There's many that haven't come yet. many I can't tell you in detail how God speaks to me to the people who are seeking wise counsel in, I'm not saying come to me after this I'm not saying I can't tell you in detail how God speaks to me in dreams and in my mind to the people that have come to seek wise counsel because that's God's will, it's not Reb's will. They're coming to actually learn and grow. They've trusted God and His process that the person that God's put in their life is going to actually make them flourish. And the f when, you, when it comes to flourish, foolishness has to get exposed because the opposite of wisdom is foolishness or folly. And folly is the connection to pride. And pride is the connection to a downfall. You can't make it up. There's a strategy in the flesh or the kingdom of darkness. There's a strategy with God. But so many people, they're sensitive. They're old nature. They're very defensive. They're always trying to justify themselves. They're always isolating themselves. It's not healthy. Because... I want to go deeper. And that's the truth. I want to go deeper. Proverbs 19.20, quickly. At least the baby, he agreed. Proverbs 19.20 There's got to be a better way than this. Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. Why did God want to give you wisdom? 
which produces counsel. Why? So you can have a successful journey. He wants you to be in a place where you succeed in your journey with the Lord. So, the, so people here, in general, if you don't have a shepherd or a leader who, who you've committed to, whose God put in your life, you're in dangerous grounds. Because God designed it to be like that. That's the order of God. A person who is spirit-filled and who can lead you, who God's put in your life, you're in dangerous grounds. Very dangerous. And you start to see in your journey why you continuously stumble, why you continuously backsliding, why you consider struggling with commitment, you start to see why you're so loose in these areas. You start to see. Well, I have like 30 scriptures here <laughs> of the one who will struggle to receive wisdom. <laughs> Well, 30 scriptures for why people can't receive wisdom from God. I write this, I write this out. And I study the scriptures to see the good and the bad. I see. And imagine me going to preach now the pillars of wisdom. And I haven't shown you this. I think it's safe that I show you this. Yes or no? It's good, yeah? So there's locks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seventeen scriptures of what prevents the wisdom of God coming into your life. And can I, can I say this? The Holy Spirit wise me like this to understand the principle of wisdom, to understand how it's received, and to understand why it's restricted. So, I think it's healthy that I read them all. Yes? Because then there's going to be a reflection both ways. Because where I'm taking you now, there's some meat about how wisdom is produced. Proverbs 29, 11. 29, 11, first one. <laughs> oh, well. I'll stand up here so no one attacks me. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we start slowly. So, a short-sighted fool always loses his temper and displays his anger. But a wise man uses self-control and holds it back. Now, a person who walks in the wisdom of God operates what? He has a spirit of self-control. 
doesn't matter which way he's poked, he can control his spirit. So a person who has no control in this area is angry and always loses his temper when he doesn't get his way. It's, it's not funny. You're actually restricting God's wisdom to come into you. Well, not a big one. Proverbs 12, 15. So I said to myself, if people are clapping for my message and, and cheering, I won't go here. Because no one clap, I went here. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Everyone's going to clap now. Stop with that one. <laughs> now look at this here. Arrogance. Arrogance is a major blockage of why wisdom cannot allow you to grow in it. So a lot of people are thinking, okay, why aren't I growing in God? There are many ways you can block the wisdom from coming into your life. Proverbs 12:15, the way of the arrogant fool who rejects what? Yes, arrogance. Now begin to reflect upon yourself. If there's arrogance in your life, I did, and I found many doors. Many doors. The way of the arrogant fool who rejects God's wisdom is right in his own, he's right in his own eyes. So can I say it in plain English? A person who's highly opinionated, opinionated, he has an opinion for everything, he has an idea for everything, unfortunately is that person. A person who's highly opinionated, he has an opinion about everything and he thinks his idea is right, unfortunately operates as an arrogant person. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to man, but its path is death. So when your opinion becomes God's truth, purely God's truth, whether it hurts or whether it comforts, whether it heals or whether it cuts, you know that you are walking in God's wisdom and you are slowly breaking out of that process. Are we understanding? But I, I, it's fair that I share this before I get into the meat. Or maybe this is the meat. Or maybe this is the actual meat that's preparing you so when you ask for wisdom, you can say, Hey, hey, pull the handbrake. <laughs> you can pull the handbrake. Lord, sorry, I asked for wisdom and I didn't work on these areas that needed to, be, to allow wisdom to come and remain. So maybe it is good that I share these. So arrogance, what was the first one? Anger and bad temper. Number three. Big one again. Proverbs 13.10. <laughs> it's a big one. 
Now, isn't it interesting that the opposite of wisdom is foolishness or folly? Look at the connection now. So from, so from folly to pride to what? Presumption. What's a presumption? What's a presumption? <coughs> to assume always someone has something against you. Or someone's out to get you. Or someone's out to expose you. You can never receive counsel from a person like that. Because that person would try to think, what does he want from me? Why is he doing this for me? Why is he searching my heart, heart out for? Oh, he's probably doing that so he can catch me later. So a person here who operates the opposite of wisdom, unfortunately sets himself up for pride, naturally starts to have a mind of presumption. You can hide in marriage, hide in family, hide in a, a pastor and a believer. It can hide in your workplace. It can hide in every area of your life. And that one blocks wisdom. Through pride and presumption comes nothing but strive. Isn't it interesting that these people, they always have a problem with people because they made a presumption in their mind that these people, they're not genuine, they're fake. That's not up to you to decide. You are to love them and that's it. You are to love them no matter what. Because you have Christ. You have Christ and then you're free. You're not to think, is this person genuine or is he fake? You love them no matter what. But a person who operates the opposite of wisdom, which is folly, leads to pride, then begins to operate in a presumption mind. They always have presumptions. And they're always reasoning they can never receive anything. Anyways. But skillful and godly wisdom is with those who welcome well-advised and counsel. Next one. Proverbs 16, verse 16 to 18. I'm going to stop after this. I don't feel that if I give this other meat, let's just work on this meat first. I'm going to stop. <laughs> so the first one, anger, bad temper, arrogance, pride, which leads to a presumption. You always have presumptions about everyone. Always trying to be sensitive, always trying to justify yourself. I'm just showing you the blockages of why wisdom can't come. Next one. How much better to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver? Next, please. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Pride goes before destruction and the Holy Spirit before a fall. Now, a person who, a person who couldn't escape evil, truth be told, he's deficient of wisdom or he's lacking wisdom in his life. Because where does le wisdom lead to? The fear of God. 
The beginning of wisdom is what? Fear of the Lord. You see how powerful wisdom is? It has many branches and many fruits that we can eat and be full with God. Many. And I spent three or four big sessions in the last three years speaking about the fear of God. There's a different approach now. God took me. Another phase of wisdom that we haven't seen yet. So pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Because he lacks wisdom. He can't escape. And I spoke to you about sin last week, remember? About we can reject sin because we know it's wrong. But we are to reject sin because we hate it. We're at war, remember? And wisdom is that key. Next one. Proverbs 15, 12. Now, this is funny. It's a funny one, this one. Please don't cry. <laughs> Not now. Cry at home when you get home. <laughs> cry at home. <laughs> cry at home, Nadia. write a book about this one and I think to myself someone's got to do it Proverbs fifteen twelve: a scoffer does not love one who corrects him nor would he go <laughs> uh, I went to Dori come up here Dori come up here I'll share something with you. Dorian. <laughs> Dorian. <laughs> pastor Dorian took me to meet a pastor. Took me to meet a pastor. And this lady had like a ticket book to go to America. And I'm just showing you how loose Christianity is. Doesn't matter if they carry a badge, a university degree, to the Holy Spirit. He is what he is. He, he's, more, he's more interested in protecting a believer than allowing a believer to be wild to do whatever they want. Now, it shocks me. I'll say something with you. People come here for prayer. Holy Spirit starts to tell me, tell that person not to enter in a relationship. Tell that person to be careful of this and that. Three, four weeks later, they come with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. <laughs> I think to myself, is this actually serious? God spoke to, I don't know nothing about them. God spoke to them. They come three, four weeks later. I said, uh, you're good? They said, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I said, no, no, you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> and I think to myself, do they actually believe that I'm actually speaking? Because I think that's the problem. Because nothing in me wants to dictate anyone's life here. And that's the truth. But I have a responsibility that everything that I have spoken by the Spirit, I have to give an account. And anyways, this pastor come, and the Holy Spirit, I rocked up to this place, and he took me there. Anyway, he done the runner halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> and he took me. He, uh, <laughs> the, lady, the lady had um, all these houses opened up, 
hear this. She had all her houses opened up for refugees. Or homeless. Homeless people or refugees? Both. Both. So they were refugees and homeless, which was a good cause, but God didn't accept. And I walked into the house, the first house. I started to pray. Holy Spirit started to move upon the people. I went to the next house. Holy Spirit started to speak to me. Uh, tell her how she started all this was through offense to prove her pastor wrong that she can do the will of God and she doesn't need him. And I said, okay, Lord. Uh, give me opportunity to speak and I'll speak. So I went to the next house. Tell her I'm going to shut down everything because her approach wasn't in love, wasn't by my voice, it was by offense and rebellion. But she's doing everything for a good, she's doing a good cause. Genuinely, she's doing a good cause. One would think God's hand is upon this lady. But that's how I hear for here in this room. And when I hear, I try to build such a relationship with people so they can know that I'm actually not there to tear them down, but to build them up. But that's how I hear for everyone here. Sometimes I zip my mouth, Holy Spirit, when you're ready to talk, I talk. Anyways, the third house, Holy Spirit said that to me. Then we're walking uh, on the road back to the cars. And she said, Dorian, can you get this man to pray for me? I said, okay, Lord. And Dorian said, yeah, come, and he's doing this one. <laughs> and I said, listen, if I see something, I will talk. If I don't see anything, I will not talk. And anyways, the Holy Spirit started. I'm going to shut down. I'm going to shut down all the houses. And you want to close every house that you opened because your approach to God was through offense to prove your pastor wrong, that what he said to you wasn't correct and that I am called to do this work. God never venerates or blesses someone to leave a ministry out of offense or out of selfishness or out of doing something that they want to do for God out of conflict. Where there's honor, there's love, God rece uh, releases the impartation and it, and it goes. But we have a lot to learn here. Anyways, so the Holy Spirit said he's going to close everything. The first instruction I give you is that you had a, your, what started your ministry, what started your work for God was out of offense and to prove your pastor wrong. She said, correct. I said, yes, God's going to shut down all the houses. You didn't like that one. And she said, can you pray if God got me a man? God has a man for me. I said, okay. I pray for him. So in the middle of the prayer while I'm in the spirit, I keep hearing a voice. Tell her the man's Craig. And Dorian was 10, 15 meters away by then. <laughs> And he said, tell her, the man's Craig. I said, God has a man for you. I didn't know 
that, anyways, I didn't know nothing. And I said, the man that God's chosen for you, his name is Craig. Stop! <laughs> Stop talking! <laughs> Stop! Enough! I said, I told you, when God speaks, I said, would you listen? She, you said yes. She goes, Craig is my ex-husband. Mm. He was there in front. That's when we first connected and we started to connect it in a very good way, right? <laughs> and she, well, I, can't, I don't want to say too much after that, but she hated me. Because why? Because of wise counsel. We have a lot to learn in this place. I've been held back and restricted a lot. But I'm really pressing down through the teaching so that people can really begin to get stirred to move. But she was a pastor. How many years? Ten years, pastor. Being a pastor for that many years, being a pastor in general, means nothing to me. If the Holy Spirit's inside of your calling... You're safe. But if you don't learn how important wisdom is, because if that happened with someone here, I'll pull them up and I will tell them, your heart's not in the right place. Set the right foundation in your heart. Work on the right things. I'll address that area that has to be addressed. I'm not, not saying for you to come. I'm just giving you an example to show you how one would actually deal with it. Now, I've told people here, don't go this direction. I told people don't enter into relationships. They come three, four weeks later with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And I'm thinking to myself, they, don't, they must not know that the Holy Spirit spoke. Thank you, brother. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't throw him under the bus. So all of them closed. How, how long after? Within a year and a half, they all closed. She left ministry. She left the ministry. She left. And she, just to show you, what broke her marriage wasn't God. It was her own pride and her rebellion. And it just goes to show you how we can destroy things without wisdom when we operate in folly or foolishness. And counsel is bigger than you think because God's involved, the Holy Spirit's involved. One thinks it's a man. It's not a man. When God puts someone, I'm not speaking about myself, when God puts someone in that, in that office, He is to protect you. Now, if you don't have trust, that's something you have to work on. If you've been betrayed or taken advantage of before, that's something you have to work on your heart before you come forward. But I'm just sharing with you, Holy Spirit's involved. Nothing in me wants to tell anyone what to do. And that's the absolute truth. But that's my responsibility. Now, that lady hated me. She was preaching here on Sunday in the bottom hall. While we're doing Bible studies upstairs on a Sunday, she had this hall rented. When I walked down the stairs, the Holy Spirit told me in front of him, she's leaving, she won't stay anymore. And I told him, she's going. And I'll just show you, when someone avoids wisdom, 
which is a wise counsel that's designed to actually mature you, progress you, watch over your soul, and safe grounds. When you treat this place, I come and go as I want, I do what I want, you're, dan you're in dangerous grounds. Now, I haven't really spoken about my heart about this, but I will speak. How much trust and love has to be in this place where we can trust each other to always receive and to always grow and to do life together in Christ. But I'm very firm in this area now. Very, very firm. So many people, with all the respect, you're very loose in your journey. Very loose. And when the Holy Spirit does speak, listen with open arms. Cherish it. Because God's come into your life to give you counsel, to look after you. I'll finish these ones off. I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop, I'll stop. Quarter to ten. Stand up, I pray for you. I will continue it next week. Isn't that interesting, every person here? And I'm not trying to... Uh, I'm not trying to draw attention for people to come to me. But wisdom is linked up with counsel. And it shows you uh, the door to wisdom is to feed on the people that God's put in your life. That means you have to be ready to be corrected ready to hear the, the things that needs to be addressed and focused on your heart, your life. And that means also that you have to be ready to build a relationship with those who God's put in your life. Relationship is everything with the Lord. You can't use someone to get something from God. We're called to walk and do life together. Yes? It's relationship. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. No one is greater than anyone. But the places that God has put, He's put, that's it. It's up to the Lord. He done it. But we have to become a greater family in this place. Please hear my heart. We have to be a greater family in this place. We have to have a greater trust for each other. And we have to stick with each other through good and bad season. Because we're called to do life together. Amen. We are. That, that's how Christ sees it. Whether you see it as a Bible study or just a gathering, it's deeper than that. We're called to do life together in Christ. So I pray from today, you just get a hold on what just happened through that teaching. But wisdom is birthed and dominated when you have wise counsel. And with wise counsel, you can see that relationships have been built with each other. Big relationships. Relationships where we can see and get to work in every area of your life.
open your hand. We thank you, Jesus. It is your will, Lord, that we become one family, just as you and the Father are one. I pray, Lord, for a greater relationship in this place, a greater love, a greater covering, and a greater wisdom to fall on this place so we can grow in who you are, Lord. I pray for every heart today, Lord, that from today you can prepare them to receive wisdom that will allow them to be their future hope and their reward. I thank you, Lord, that wisdom also protects us. And I pray from today, Lord Jesus, that you help us to identify the deepest wisdom of how we can know you and truly walk as one body. I love you, Lord. And I know that you love us, Lord. But I pray for today a greater fellowship, a greater family, a greater bond, a greater love in this place where we can grow together in each one and accommodate each other to help them fight the good fight of faith. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. And I thank you that from today you're stretching us so we can be more in your reflection and imitate you in this world. Help us by your spirit. And I thank you, Lord, that from today you're birthing in us something that is great where all the blessings will follow us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.